Welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. I'm Tanya Morgan, and today we're going to be talking about diagnosing sandy soil constraints and using new technology to find out more about where we get the best impact from any sort of soil amelioration that we're doing. So I'm joined by Michael Moody. We're sitting in the cafe at Lamaru. How are you going, Michael? What have you been up to today? Yeah, today we've been digging soil because trying to yeah, basically validate just the mapping that we've been doing in the area to how deep the sand or where the clay layer is in the paddock to try and help some farmers over here guide where they might be undertaking uh, soil amelioration activities in the near future. It's one of those questions that keeps coming up. People know that they're getting a response from ripping but still unsure where to start and stop. So this project that we're working on, it's all about building knowledge and capacity in growers to diagnose sandy soil constraints. And this is really trying to help them understand where to start and stop when they're doing their ripping. So you've got a new machine that you've built. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the building a machine, I suppose we're acquiring some equipment and sticking it on a Polara sub on side to, to do some trial-based activities with. But in some of the trial work that we did, part of our work within the JRDC Sandy Soils project, we really started to see that the response uh, to soil amelioration, whether it was deep gripping or spading or other activities like that, was pretty well correlated with the different soil types in the paddock. So where we're getting the biggest responses seems to be on those sort of deeper sand soils, which was the point of doing the project in the first place. And as you move off those sandy soils onto the heavier soils within the paddock, we've got a few sites now where we're just not seeing as big a response or any response in other soil types. We've seen that it's correlated pretty well with EM mapping. So we've known for a long time that EM38 mapping with paddocks works really well to define soil zones. And that's what we're looking at in this project to how well it defines where soil amelioration activities should be undertaken. The device that we're using is called a topsoil mapper and how that differs from a normal 38 machine is instead of just measuring the, uh, the average conductivity level of the soil, it's actually got one emitter and four receivers. So it's actually mapping the conductivity of the soil in different bands going down the profile. So it, Really, it's about trialling to see, one, how well AM38 actually correlates with the responses that we're receiving or seeing to soil amelioration. But two, can we actually take that mapping, AM38 mapping, one step further and actually be able to predict where that depth of sand is or where that depth of clay is in the paddock to not only guide the soil amelioration activity, but maybe the type of machine that you might want to use at different spots in the paddock. So is it giving us a bit of a prediction on where we might see compaction? Yeah, so the other thing we're doing to link it up is we haven't quite got it yet, but we're awaiting an automatic penetrometer. At the moment, we encourage people to use penetrometers, which are just handheld machines, which means you've just got to get out, probe around and get a reading, download that data. This penetrometer that we're trying to set up will be automatic on the Polaris. You pull up in the spot, press a button, the process happens automatically and all the data capture happens automatically. We're looking to see whether this machine might actually add value, being able to maybe take a grid-based approach across the sand or you know, take a lot more diagnosis measurements by using an automated process rather than a manual process as it is now. So the two are going to work hand in hand together, basically. The EM mapping to try and identify where the sands are, and then once we've identified where the sands are, the automatic penetrometer 
harder to go in and try and measure what sands have a compaction problem or a hard setting problem and which ones don't. And this year we've also, as part of the project, we're also setting up a number of demonstration paddocks that have been mapped with the topsoil mapper and hopefully the automating penetrometer. So what have you got in plans for this year with your demos? Yeah, so we've done two paddocks so far. We haven't got too many formalised results from these activities yet. We've got a lot of data that we've got to wade through and see how how well it works. But we've got another four paddocks to do later in the year as well. Yeah, really trying to demonstrate this. And we're trying to demonstrate it at the broad acre scale. So we're not working on little research plots. We're working to try and measure and validate paddocks as we go. A machine like that is something that somebody could set up in the district and a lot of people would have access to that, which would make it easy to have a better idea of how to get the most out of your soil amelioration strategies. So it's pretty exciting stuff. This project also looked at the Sandy Soil Masterclass activities in the soil pits. And I know that you took a whole pile of 360 footage of that. How can farmers get access to that? Yeah, so I think as part of those masterclass events, we yeah we took some footage and we're putting some information together currently on a website that's quite a way through development at the moment. So what we're hoping to see is for those people that couldn't attend the masterclasses or maybe those people that did want to revisit, we're trying to take the soil pits and the masterclass to you via online mechanisms, apps, and also the website. Hopefully the 360 tours allow you to jump into the soil pit. That's going to be supported by voiceovers, analysis of that soil pit. What are the constraints of you in the soil pits? What are the key features that you need to look at? And hopefully by having access to these, I think it's six different soil pits, you'll get a bit of an understanding of what you need to do on your own farm to diagnose your own constraints. So as much as they're about demonstrating what was happening at the masterclass events and what was happening at pits, they're also hopefully going to give growers a bit of a guide to what things they need to look out for in their own soils to work out what problems that they need to address and then hopefully give you the tools to, or give you the knowledge to go away and select the right tools for the job. Again, that's something that's going to happen in the, hopefully, the first half of this year. MSF and Frontier Farming Systems have been working on a number of different projects looking at sandy soils for the last few years. Have we discovered everything we need to know? What are the things left that we still need to focus on going forward? I think we've, it's a bit of a tip of the iceberg approach. You know, we've discovered that there's some good options there for farmers to actually to improve productivity on semi soils. Like it was a major issue within the MSF membership only seven or eight years ago. How do we improve production on these sandy soils? The GRDC funded sandy soils project, which was in collaboration with a whole heap of other groups uh, led by CSIRO, has, has really demonstrated that there are options out there. But I think there's still a lot of work to do on how far do we extend the amelioration options off the sandy soils into the rest of the paddock. How do farmers do it and overcome the challenges? Logistics, you know, running sprayers and seeders and controlling seeding depth and all those sort of practical options. But also there's some work to do around what we're effectively doing is setting a new yield potential and so that new yield potential needs to be met by things like inputs that nitrogen things like which crops and varieties are responding better than others and how often do we need to actually go back and ameliorate these sands these are all big questions that are really going to affect how profitable it is for the farmer at the end of the day so i think there's some more work that can be done it is a high cost or relatively high cost 
operation to ameliorate our sand. So we want to nail down what are the levers that need to be pulled to make sure that it's the most profitable outcome that can occur. Because if we don't maximise the benefit or maximise the return that we can get from that operation, you know, it can it can very quickly become a bit of a cost-negative event. And that's been demonstrated through the Sandy Soils project. A lot of our trial sites have had highly profitable returns from amelioration. There's also been some trial sites out there where it hasn't been as profitable. So we really need to to focus in and work out what are the factors that need to happen to make sure that it is a profitable outcome when you go into a meal around that paddock. It definitely is still a priority for our growers, so we're not going to give up on it just yet. Watch this space. We're looking forward to where we can take this in the coming years. So thank you very much for joining us today and giving us a really good summary. We'll be following those demonstrations throughout the year and hopefully we'll be able to see some footage of the topsoil mapper in action. Yeah, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, Tanya, and I'll finish my coffee. Excellent. Leave you to it. This project is supported by Mallee Sustainable Farming with funding from the Australian Government's National Land Care Program and the Grains Research Development Corporation. Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.